0: Well, hello, hello, welcome, welcome, hello, 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 welcome, welcome, hello everybody. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com. It's good to be with you on another Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. We do this every week. For those that don't know where Mountain Time is, that's 9 p.m. Eastern. Glad you all could make it. If I could get a quick sound check here to make sure the sound's going well. Um, we have an awesome giveaway today. I have some cool fish to tell you about that I got in. Audio's good. Cool. Thanks, Candy. And um, we'll go from there. So first things first, like I do every week, the shipment report. As far as I know, since we last talked, there have been zero losses. So all the shipments that were sent out this week have been doing fine as far as I've heard. So I like that our average might actually be a little higher this year than it was uh, before because it's been a while since we've had any problems, which is awesome. As if offers. will there be cookies at first intermission? <laughs> there is refreshments in the lobby. There are refreshments in the lobby. Yes, go tip your waiter, try the veal. <laughs> um, Crown Tail Half Moon is asking about Camelanus worms, and I will get to that in just a moment. Crown tail, I have an answer for you uh, that this worked well for me, but okay. We did the giveaway. That's pretty cool. I mean, (laughs) we did the shipment report. That's pretty cool. No losses. So if you did have a loss and I just haven't heard about it or missed it or something, if you would email me, dan at dansfish.com, let me know, or let us know here in the chat. We're all transparent and open here. That's just fine. Um, But as far as I know, we're a hundred percent again, which is cool. So to the giveaway. So we're giving away a $50 gift certificate tonight. Um, Gift certificate to dancefish.com. It's good for any fish you see there. It it covers shipping, whatever. Um, We're trying to make it as painless as possible. It's not one of those gift certificates that's like, oh, you can use this for items, but the shipping's extra. It's not like that, it covers everything. This is provided by Kelly Foreman. Kelly emailed me and said, Hey, I'd like to do a $25 gift certificate as a Merry Christmas to, uh, to me and to you folks, basically just a way to celebrate our little community that we have here. And I thought that was a really cool, generous idea. Thank you, Kelly. So I pitched in another $25. So the total gift certificate size is $50. That should be enough to get a few fish cover shipping, and uh, not have to put any money out of your pocket if you don't want to. So I think that that's a pretty cool Christmas present. So to thank Kelly for that and the uh, intention behind it to enter to win that $50 gift certificate, it's easy. It's hashtag happy holidays. Simple and easy. So that's the Merry Christmas from Kelly and me, I suppose, to you folks. And thanks again, Kelly, for getting that up and going. I don't know what Kelly's. I should have asked. I don't know what Kelly's uh, username is here in the stream. So, <laughs> so thank you, whoever you are in the stream. I don't think uh, that Kelly goes by their actual name. I think there's a username there. I should have asked. I totally just thought of that. A little too late. Okay. With that, I would like to briefly discuss um, what's coming up for sale this week. We got some amazing fish in. Someone asked me last week, please share the list, and I didn't have it. In a format that i could share it so i did that real quick before we got on so let me share the list with you one disclaimer the stuff on this list could be misspelled the scientific names might be out of date and all that Um, i haven't gone through and cleaned it up yet this is just uh, what i received um, on the invoice as far as what the names are and fish exporters don't always have the most current names and also there's a language barrier so sometimes the common names strike us as unrecognized i suppose would be the way to put it but here we are here's what we have and i'm just going to briefly share it and then i'll page down and folks that want to dig in deeper can can view it after the live stream my goal is to have all this up and ready for sale at dancefish.com this friday that's my goal okay just a couple little while to look at that um You can go back and pause it on there if if you want a close look after the stream. A few more. Pseudomugil reticulatus, the wild ones. Um, I've got to email and ask for the actual location. I think I know what it is, but I, I want to confirm that. And then here's the last ones. Some rare Tetris, some Tetris that are new to the hobby. Um, they were listed in Amazonas Magazine a little while ago, a lot of these. And so I went ahead and got some. So with that, for those that want to dig in um, and nerd out on that list, uh, you know, feel free to watch it again after the stream and pause on it and geek out. But let me show you a couple highlights. So the first one is these blue avatar angels. They came in looking fantastic. I got several types of angelfish and they're all as pretty as the next. But just to give you a small taste, this is one of them. This is the blue avatar form and they do have quite a lot of blue coming in. So I'm excited about them. Then I wanna show you basically some guppies and then the reticulatus not guppies, gobies, sorry. (laughs) So got some amazing gobies in. This is the Discord of Penis, and they, they look great. They look every bit as good as this. The nice gold and red on the back, half of the fish. These guys are absolutely amazing. They look every bit this good. Um, the the dominant males, right? Not every fish is dominant. They all have good color though. This is like as ugly as they get. and that's still a pretty fish. But this is what a lot of them look like right now they're they're just a pretty, pretty, pretty goby. Hang on, I feel like. Oh, did I get this one? I think this is one that I ordered that didn't come in, so sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, hang on, I'm confused with all these tabs. This is the next one. So these guys came in, they look pretty darn good. I mean, When they're fully colored, they, they look pretty close to this. And and by the way, on this one, this is what we call bird song. Stiff it on bird song. Let's see that might be better. Okay. Uh, we'll go back. I was hoping we'd get a better picture if we searched bird song. What what I found out about these guys that's really cool is they color up at feeding. So they're normally not that bright. They're normally maybe something like, something like this. But when you put the food in, they do turn this color. They get very excited and they get fired up. I don't know, I haven't had them long enough to know if they fire up at other times as well, but I put the food in there and they go and they go out to the food after they get all vibrant. It's kind of neat. I've never seen another goby that fired up for food. And then these guys, I'm very excited about these are pseudomugil reticulatus. They are a blue eye, so hard to find. I'm thrilled to have some in, and the ones I have are this. They're the yellow form. This one has a little more orange in the fins than mine do. I'm trying to find a picture that's kind of right on. Um, so if you picture this fish, but with more yellow. Than orange in it, that's what they look like. So kind of like this, but this one isn't necessarily as colorful, I think, as the ones that I have in. So for those that have been wondering, those are some highlights, that's the whole list. I don't know prices yet, that's something that I'll start working on uh, tomorrow and Friday. I have to crunch all the prices and do all that math (laughs) before I know. So I won't be able to answer any price questions tonight. I know there will be some, but uh, it's a pretty cool order. Got in some amazing rainbow fish as well, but I don't have time right now, I think, to go over everything. So if you saw something on this list, that full list um, that you have questions about or want to discuss further, let me know and I'll bring up a picture and we can do that together. We have 167 folks here. That's awesome. Thanks for being here, folks. If you wouldn't mind liking, sharing, hitting the notification bell, all that jazz that us YouTubers are always begging you to do, it would be greatly appreciated. It looks like we have some super chats that I totally, totally missed. Brian Klimazinski, can't believe I'm going to make a live stream, and I'm early. Awesome. Glad you could make it. In case I miss next week, happy holidays. Stay safe. Hey, happy holidays to you and to everyone here. Um, I'm I'm glad to have you all in my life. (laughs) Caleb's Aquatics, throwing down a whole string of fertilizer at $4.99. Bob, it's good to see you. hope you're doing well. Um... And I've, I've got some business type information I've got to call you about. So maybe well, I got to get all the fish up this week. It'll probably be next week. I'll, I'll try to get in touch with you, Bob. Hope you're doing well. Swamp Thing, the Chilotherina Centeniensis I received from you late morning. Dropped eggs an hour ago. Merry Christmas. Awesome Swamp Thing. Good to hear that. Um, And I'm gonna, just for fun, I saw saw that you shared something on Facebook. So I'm gonna show people what you shared. So I sent Swamp Thing some Centeniansis today. They got there, I sent them out yesterday. And here's some pictures of them. I mean, they aren't fully colored up yet. First of all, they're too young. It takes them several months, um, and maybe even longer actually with these, to color up fully. They're gonna get a bright red on the bottom half of the body. But, oh look at that, he's fired up and happy. There they are. So those are the fish that I sent, um, Swamp Thing. Yesterday, I'm glad they arrived in good shape. That's awesome. Thanks for the super chat. Hope you're doing well and enjoy them. And keep those eggs. That's a very endangered fish. That's a fish. I don't know if it's on the cares list. Oh, I got a transition here. I don't know if it's on the cares list, but it, sh- it should be. It's definitely highly endangered. Um, and the reason is, is because Lake Centani used to be this tropical paradise. It's been developed. There's pollution in there. There's sediment and all that. And there's been introduced species which are out-competing the Chilotherina centaniensis. And that's its only habitat, as far as I know, is that one lake. So it's endemic to that lake. So um, they're a hard one to find. I'm, I'm very interested in distributing them for the purpose mainly the folks that get them will hopefully breed them raise them up get them out there so that if they do disappear in the wild um they don't disappear from the earth so i'm glad they're doing well for you i'm glad you got eggs already that's very exciting candy Overhole's throwing down five dollars just because she loves me thank you candies thank you so much love right back at you always appreciated. never required but as you know it does make the wife super happy when money falls from the sky while we live stream Thanks, Candy. I appreciate it. Hope you and yours are doing well. Okay. I'm now going to get to the um, I think the questions and comments. So if you have a question or comment that you would like me to answer or respond to, if you would type at symbol fish, select it from the list that pops up, it'll highlight for me, I'll see it, and I'll respond. So let's get in it. The first one I want to tackle is Camelina's redworms um, Oh, Kelly Foreman's username is Kelly (laughs) Foreman. All right, Kelly. Good to see that. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't couldn't remember. Um, Good to know. Now I feel like a little bit of a dunce. Um, Anyway, the question that I think Crowntail Halfmoon had that I saw earlier was treating camelinus worms in uh, rams and the best way that I know to eradicate them is to use Levamisole. Um It would be very nice if you got it from Select Aquatics. Greg Sage over at Select Aquatics sells it. And I'm sure one of the mods can, can post the link down for you. And one of the nice things about it is first, Greg is a great guy. He does a ton for the hobby. He breeds and raises all kinds of very endangered fish and distributes them and keeps them going. If it weren't for Greg, There's a lot of fish that just wouldn't be in the United States anymore, might not be anywhere because some of them are extinct in the wild. So, um, and he keeps them long, long term, like for decades. Whereas most of us, we get a species, we play with it for a little bit and we move on which is fun, but doesn't necessarily do a ton for conservation. Greg's doing it long-term. So I like supporting him. Nice guy, super knowledgeable. If you have questions about live bears, he will respond to you and he's a wealth of knowledge and he likes doing it till the response he gives you will be thorough. <laughs> it won't be just like a one-liner like, I don't know, change the water. It'll be a, a, a real explanation. That's been my experience with the guy anyway. So that's what I would suggest. It's called levamisole, or I think levamisole hydrochloride is the official word, but levamisole. Um, And the dosage on the kind of dry powders of all the ones I've found is a quarter of a teaspoon for a hundred gallons. You don't need a lot of it, quarter teaspoon for a hundred gallons. That's going to clear the worms out. It's basically, I don't think it kills them, but it'll paralyze them and allow the fish to discharge them out of its system. So what I do is I do that. I wait three days. I do it again. I wait three days. I do it again. And then hopefully that eradicates everything. If your temperature is really low, oh, it wouldn't be because you have rams. So that should be fine for the life cycle of that fish. You could wait three days and do it for a fourth time, I suppose. Um, and that's how I've treated it. Now, here's what's going to happen. Hopefully, the fish aren't too far gone. If you can catch it early, in my experience, um, camelinus redworm can be treated very effectively with just lavama salt. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to raise the temperature. Adding salt doesn't hurt, but you don't have to do it if you have a planted tank. Um, Keep the water parameters clean and all that, of course, but um, no big extra things very easy to use doesn't take much it's fairly cheap for the amount you use it but if the fish is very heavily infested inside even if you kill the worms the fish might still pass away the internal damage might already be so severe that the fish doesn't recover but barring that it's in my experience pretty much 100 percent effective so that would be my suggestion that's yeah, something on my teeth Ah, Hopefully you haven't seen that. Oh, I forgot to mention my clown puke t-shirt. There, I was in a a group today and we were talking about clown puke gravel and joking around. It made me think about this t-shirt that I haven't worn forever. So I thought it's the holiday time. It would be fun. Why not throw in a nice clown puke t-shirt? Kids made this for me several years ago when they were really small. They were all excited to make daddy a shirt. And of course, it turned out like this cause they were little, but I still love it. <laughs> I'll even wear it in public sometimes. <laughs> anyway, Cranetail Halfman, I hope that helps you. That's been my experience. I'm not a veterinarian. I don't have any like qualifications to really talk about fish disease and, and, and treatment, but I can share my experience with you. And that's been my experience. Dragon layer. I have five red sailfin Venezuelan quarries today. Awesome. At Petco of all places. Wow. Corridor's Venice That's awesome, Dragon Lair. I'll have uh, I'll have those listed for sale um, this Friday, but I don't think they're long fin or sale fin. They're just the, the normal ones. But that's an awesome find at Petco. Good for you, man. I hope they do well for you. That's such a beautiful fish. For those that don't know. These really are as pretty as the pictures. Well, maybe not this one. I feel like that one's been saturated a little bit like in Photoshop or something, but this, yes, they definitely look that good. I would say this as well. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a lie. I think they can get that bright of an orange, but, um, they really are a beautiful fish this for sure this doesn't feel touched up to me at all they're a neat catfish corridors are awesome but when you can find one that has some nice color in it as well as being an awesome fish that's just a bonus small fry aquatics is throwing down some love 9.99 thanks so much craig i hope you're doing well finally rounding the corner to better health oh good i'm so glad to hear it also, one Theater Geek to another. Let's take a moment for Anne Ranking. yeah. Oh no, I, I'm i gonna have to look that up. Um, oh no, I'll do that after the live stream. Is there a problem there? Oh, well, thanks for the super chat. Um, I don't wanna downer the live stream, but I'll check into that later. Thanks for letting me know. Oh, it's so... S- <laughs> I'm fearing the worst right now. Raphael Swit, happy holidays. Right back at you. Chewy Ltd, Merry Christmas. Could I send you an email? I need your opinion. Well, if there's one thing I have, it's opinions. Knowledge? Meh. But opinions are plenty. (laughs) Isaac Cornstubble, what blue angels are you getting in? So I got the blue avatar angels in. I also got the zebra avatar angel in. I got some blue... Clown Pinoy's in. Um, I got some Rio nenes in and and some Amapas as well. So, and I, what else? Oh, the Zebra Platinums, those are awesome. They're, or Marble Platinums, they're, I, let me see if I can show you these. I almost didn't get them. Um, yeah, it's showing your rocks, angelfish. It's like marble. Okay, so I like platinum. I like that bright white, and and I like marble angelfish. But your typical mar- marble angelfish is pretty muddy. There was a little space left in the box, so I went ahead and threw some marble um, platinums in, thinking, now oh, they're probably not going to look as nice as I want them to look, but I'll try them. They look exactly like I wanted them to look. They are this beautiful bright white with this stark black on them. They are a very, very pretty fish. I'm so glad I got them. They look every bit as good as this. So, um, every now and then you, you roll the dice and you win. Of course, every now and then you roll the dice and you don't win, but I won that time. They're pretty awesome. I'm super happy with them. Okay. Isaac, Oh, yeah. So, Isaac, you probably asked how much the Blue Avatar Angels are going to be before um, I finished talking about them and talked about pricing. Um, but just to reiterate, I don't know yet. My project tomorrow and the next day is to get everything priced and thrown up online. Try to make a what you see is what you get type video where I go around and just show you each fish on video real quick because there's no way I'm going to have time right now to... Um, to take pictures of everything although this is the last week i'm shipping because with the holidays there's inevitable delays and i just don't want to chance the fish getting lost in the mail so i'm not going to ship again until after the holidays so i should have a little more time so i might be able to actually get some pictures up um in the next week or so no promises (laughs) but i'm hoping hoping to be able to actually get some nice pictures up Um, orange cones. You went to the barber, your hair behind you is much shorter. Yes. I, I shaved my face too. I call it finding my face. I found my face today. Um, and, um, I took the hacksaw, took the lawnmower <laughs> to this. So it looks a little scraggly cause I literally just did that a little while ago earlier today. And it's cloudy as well. Cause I, that just, you know, was doing all that butchering of plants. Um, so just a maintenance long overdue maintenance today and the way I do it is I just take I'm, I'm so bad I just take normal scissors and just go across that um, Pogostemenstalatus octopus and so for for a couple of days it just looks ratty like like uh directions on camera or backwards like this but then within a couple of days it'll kind of fill back out and look good again but yeah it's Probably not something I should do. What I should do is do that right after the live stream so it has a week to recover before the next live stream and looks good again. But sometimes you just do what you can when you can. Matt Lawrence, the highway catfish arrived in great shape. I'm glad I took the plunge to buy them. I'm glad. I've been wondering about those guys. Um, Probably my favorite non cory catfish. I mean, just really cool, cool fish. So I'm glad you got them. Um, And they're... In the past, that species has proven to be really shy, but this batch, for some reason, and I don't know if it'll do this in other tanks or not, I don't know if it's the amount I have in there or just how the tank happens to be set up, but they're not shy at all. I drop food in, they're out, like immediately. So it's a pretty cool group. Blake Adams, thank you for getting back to me regarding the Levamisol. Much appreciated. I have a puffer I want to ensure gets a full deworming treatment. Yes. Of course and with puffers um i always do prophylactically treat with levamisol just because they're so prone being a carnivore and eating snails and mollusks and stuff like that they're just so prone to to worms and stuff so i think that that is a uh, a perfectly good thing to do tampa wants some lemon tetris you know i have some more i could list them for sale wichita falls fish keeper and by the way tap it tom happy holidays i hope you're doing well i hope you're getting out on the bike a little bit wichita falls fish keeper says happy holidays to you thanks man right back at you appreciate you a lot uh wichita falls is one of those folks that every now and then turns me on to something really cool like a, a cool speaker that's gonna be on youtube about a Topic, like a real expert that I can go watch or a, a neat fish that's new, stuff like that. So I appreciate that kind of input. Brandon B, heard last time you were getting Blair Eye Rainbow Fish. I know they can be pretty bland when young. You're showing any color? Yes, they are showing some color, but they are not um, showing amazing color yet. A couple of them are showing decent color, but not amazing yet. So, um, Let's see if I can find this and share this real quick, easily. Okay. Blair. Okay. So I want to show you kind of something about them. All right. So this picture, which I can't enlarge, unfortunately, this is a three-inch male. So you see the bright kind of pinkish, orangish, reddish tail. You see the nice um, blaze in the blue and reddish color in the body. So that's at three inches. The ones I have now are maybe right around two inches, give or take a little bit for the biggest ones. So there's some that are starting to blaze, but they haven't developed a lot of this other color yet they're getting there and you can see it coming in but it's not going to be as bright as this so what i can see now is potential Um, but no they're not as they're not as pretty as the last batch just because they're an inch shorter and those are fish that need to grow out a bit before they show their full color in fact they don't even show their full color until they're quite a bit bigger um they, they get fairly large i don't think that's an exaggeration what is that five six inches they're a nice big fish all right hang on chat jumped on me so i'm scrolling up to try to get back to where i was okay there we are fish keeper cool i'm setting up a new aquarium soon awesome More tanks equals world peace. Do you have any cool gadgets or handy tools you know of that could make my new aquarium easier to maintain or look better? You know, I'm a very simple fish keeper. I don't use a lot of, like, equipment. It's like, here's a sponge filter, here's a lid. We're good. Like, that's me. But what I will say... Oh, I just had one, and then it left my head. I mean, if you don't have a turkey baster that doesn't leak, get you a turkey baster that doesn't leak. Those are super useful for feeding all kinds of stuff. So that's one. Oh shoot, one was in my mind, fishkeeper Cole, and then it went. Poof. I'm getting to that age. <laughs> um, what was it? Hopefully it comes back to me. I don't remember. Okay, this isn't it, but another thought is always get a bigger net than you think you're going to need. Because um, fish are really hard to catch with like a three, four inch net. But if you have an eight inch or a 10 inch net, if the aquarium is of some size, then uh, it makes it a lot easier to catch it. So get a little bigger net than you need. Get a turkey baster. And there was something else. No, the original thing left my mind. I'm sorry. Raphael Swit, watch your better Ruber videos. Will you sell them again? Would love to keep a trio in a 30-gallon with lamb-chopped raspberries. That sounds like a good mix. Coolie loaches and a mono shrimp. That should go well. Any suggestions on tank conditions? Yeah, the only suggestion I have on tank conditions is keep it clean. And all of those different critters will like lots of stuff in the tank. By which I mean plants or decorations or something. You want an open swimming area, but all those fish will feel secure if there's if it's well planted or has decorations of some kind. This is not just a big open space. Um, besides that, it's not about a certain pH. It's not about a certain hardness or chasing any of those parameters. What it's about is clean water. So, Make sure that the tank doesn't have ammonia or nitrite. Make sure there's not too much nitrate. And just keep up water changes, and it should be, should be well. So my, my best advice to anyone wondering about water conditions is keep it clean rather than try to make it perfect. And about will I be selling better rubra again, uh, perhaps. I brought some in and I bred them, and that's how I got a bunch to sell. And then then I sold all of them, right? And so now I don't have a breeding group anymore. So um, the problem with better rubra is they're super expensive on the supply side. So for me to get them and sell them, I would have to sell them for a lot more than a breeder can sell them for. You might be able to find them for, well, 20 would be really cheap, but I want to say 40, 45 a pair pretty easily. I would have to sell them for a lot more than that just because when I buy them on the supply side, they're actually very expensive when they're sold as pairs. So I haven't brought them in just because I don't think I can get them down to a price that makes sense for the average person. Now, if you're the guy that's like, hey, I'll pay $120 a pair and I want 20 pairs, I'll place an order for you. But it's a little ridiculous what I would have to sell them for. Just one more fish with Josh. A package of shrimp I shipped out on the second just arrived on the 14th to the customer. All were alive, but I'm going to have to change my shipping methods. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. That's 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 why I ended up leaving USPS. And I know we talked about this a little bit last week and um, maybe got some people a little upset about it. But um, even before COVID, I think it was a year before COVID, was it? I can't remember how long, but... I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do it anymore. So, I mean, when you're shipping live critters, you need some reliable shipping, but I'm glad they made it good on you. That means you shipped them well and prepared them well. Thankfully it hasn't been too hot. So caridina shrimp in my experience, um, and neocaridinas don't mind it cool. So I bet that helped. Okay, yes, what are the red and yellow fish behind you? These are roseline barbs or denison barbs or roseline sharks. The scientific name is um, Sahayadra, Denisoni. It's just the gold form of that. So, um, a few years ago, um, uh, a guy that, one of my suppliers, developed a gold form. And so I've been able to get some. Now I don't have any for sale. These are my own display animals. Although every now and then someone shows up here locally and convinces me to sell them some. So you might see the numbers decrease a bit, but um, I try not to sell them because I'm trying to have them in my display here. But I do want to get more. I did try to order more um, this latest import, but the breeder didn't have any available. So I don't have any at this time. Wish I did, they're amazing. Melissa Foster, I have a brilliant rasbora tank and would like to add to. Any ideas for a great addition? Also, I keep killifish, would like to help preserve the species ideas. Um, okay, let's start with the brilliant rasbora question, what to add to that? Honestly, with brilliant rasboras, any small peaceful fish would pretty much be fine with them. Depending on how you have the tank set up, They'll, they'll probably hang out in the mid-level of the water column, but sometimes if it's set up a certain way, they'll want to hang at the top or the bottom. It just depends on how it's set up and where they feel secure. But I'm going to imagine you have it set up in a way where they kind of hang mid-level. In which case, something you might want to try to do is find a good top dweller. Um, something like, well, there's a lot of them, but maybe a hatchet fish. Um, I, I like hatchets a lot. Maybe a half beak. Half beaks are so fun. Uh, The smaller half beak species would not be a problem with your brilliant Rasboras. Um, Some of the killifish species peg up at the top pretty well. The Aplicaillus and epiplates genus of killifish tend to hang at the top, especially if there's any kind of plants up there, which they really do kind of need. So do get that if you get killifish. So. I would kind of look at that zone. What can I put that'll hang at the top? And what can I put that'll hang at the bottom? Uh, some, you know, a nice school. How big's the tank? It doesn't say. One of the favorite bottom dwellers is a nice school of Cory catfish. They never hurt anybody. They're, even the ones that aren't like pretty are still clowny and just fun to watch. So that would be one way. The gobies are awesome too, if you can get yourself, um, some of the Stifidon gobies or um, Siciopus gobies, things like that. I'm falling in love with gobies, as you might be able to tell because I'm getting more and more of them in. So that would be my thoughts is whatever zone they're in, how do you take advantage of the other water levels of the aquarium? Um, But generally something that's small and peaceful like them would get along just fine. As far as killifish, you'd like to preserve some killifish. Um, there are so many killifish that are endangered because there's so many killifish that come from very limited habitats. So I would go to aka.org. Let me just take you there. This is the American Killifish Association. I would dig in on here, see if there's anything here that strikes your fancy um, and... Odds are it needs preservation. So, so many of them need help. Blake Adams throwing down five bucks. I have watched a ton of your videos and you're always willing to help out a fellow fish, keeper, fellow fish keeper, even via email. So thank you. Hey, Blake Adams, you're welcome. And thank you for the $5. Always appreciated, never required, but every bit counts. It really does help. And I'm happy to help. I actually kind of dread the day. I'm trying to figure this out, is we grow which we're doing like, like by the end of this summer, we're going to be a lot bigger than we are now because we'll have the new warehouse built and up and and we'll be in full rock and roll there. Um, Trying to figure out how that happens. How do I not lose that as much as possible? So working on some strategies, um, talking to some people about that to try to figure that out. But that's something I don't want to lose is that interaction with the customers. However, as the customer base gets bigger, you know, of course, it makes it more difficult to respond to all the emails. As as those of you who have got emails from me at 2 a.m. in the morning (laughs) know sometimes it's a very long day, but I'm happy to help. I really am. I really do enjoy interacting with other fish keepers crown tail Halfman, thank you so much appreciate the info yes mr sage is very helpful okay yeah so that was the question about uh camelanus redworms and levamasol and all that jazz we're at 218 220 view- it didn't even go down usually when i mention the count it drops automatically thanks for being here folks if you wouldn't mind sharing this liking subscribing doing all that schmaz it would be greatly appreciated Justin Mosley. Hey, Dan, I sent you an email about four days ago in response to a ticket on get gills, just making sure you received it. No rush. Justin, as far as I know, I responded to every email I got. However, there was an email that I think I'm caught up. There was an email I got and I responded and it could not be delivered. Let me see if that was you. Um, I think it might've been you. If you're the person that emailed me about setting up a store and what kind of support we offer and stuff. I responded and then it kicked back to me. Let me see here. There it is. Justin. Yeah. Justin Mosley. Address not found. Your message wasn't delivered to. And then it says your email address because the address could not be found or isn't able to receive mail. So I know that email address works because you and I have communicated on it before. Let me just exit out so I make sure I don't accidentally share his stuff to the world. Um, But I'm wondering if your inbox is full or if if a setting has changed because I have tried to respond to you and I'm glad you reached out here. I didn't know how else to get a hold of you. I have tried to respond, but the message is getting bounced back to me. So I'm not sure what's going on. If you have a different email address I could try, if you would email me that, I'll try that. Um, or if your inbox is full or something, I'm not sure what's going on. But yeah, sorry about that. Um, I have tried to respond. It just keeps bouncing back. Crowntail Half Moon, do I mix in food as well or only the water column? Oh, are you talking about the Um, I've always just put it in the water column. And the, the nice thing about lavamisol at least prohibit in the from Agri Labs and the other brands I've tried so far, is that they dissolve very easily in water. So put it where there's some current, and it'll dissolve right in. You know, you want to take out any carbon filtration and all that jazz. I, I just assume we know that, but not everyone does. I'm sure you do, though. But yep. I haven't tried it in food. Um, actually I have, I, I tried some medicated foods. Oh geez, half a year ago, a year ago now, um, didn't work out so well. So generally I just put it in the water column. Okay. The chubby guppy, a nine ninety nine thumbs up. Thank you for the super chat. Chubby guppy. Happy holidays to you. Every little bit counts. And, uh, yeah it's just, it still amazes me that you can sit here and talk about fish and money falls from the sky <laughs> who doesn't love that and i go back and forth like youtube keeps getting in touch with me saying hey we want you to do memberships because if i do they'll make more money right so any anything that makes them money they want me to do i've been going back and forth on it i've decided against it for now um You guys do enough when you throw down super chats or just active and participate in the chat to make it a fun show. And when you think about me, when you're thinking of buying fish, um, that's enough for me. So I haven't done that. Also, there's no way I have time right now at all to um, create any content that would be member worthy, I guess. It would be above and beyond or anything. So. I do go back and forth because some other channels are doing some pretty cool stuff with it, but I keep landing on, I don't think I can add the value and just knowing that, um, that people will think of Dan's fish when they go to purchase fish or think about purchasing fish, that's enough of a payback for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa Foster, she passed away. I assume we're talking about Anne. Um, I'm gonna have to look into that. Uh, That's what I, I, if we're talking about Anne, that's what I was fearful of. Mr. Platupus, do you ever get panda loaches? What do you know about their care? I'm hoping to get some for a shrimp tank. Yeah, I've got them in the past. Um, I really like them. As far as care, I think the most important thing with pandaloches is probably a really well-established aquarium. That would be paramount. They do not do well with ammonia or nitrite. They come from pretty fast-flowing waters. Think of like a, a beautiful, pristine trout stream, like in the rapids, right? That kind of clear, you could almost drink it right out of the river type clean water. That's the kind of habitat they come from. So. Um, Fish that come from those habitats don't have any hardiness to ammonia or nitrite and don't do well with a lot of nitrate either. They can handle the normal amount of nitrate that we generally have in a well-maintained aquarium, but um, that'll be the biggest thing with them, I think. So A, the water's clean, and B, they like to graze on biofilm, so having a nice established piece of driftwood in there, some rocks and plants and stuff, a lot of surface area where they can kind of graze around. Um, that's what they want to do. So that would be my suggestions. First, make sure the tank is well-seasoned, mature, old, well-established, right? And second, have a lot of places for biofilm to grow. And I do get them in sometimes. It's been a while. And the reason it's been a while is right now. So before I bring a fish in, I generally look at what does a competitor sell them for versus what is my cost? And if in order to make my markup, I have to be vastly overpriced compared to my competitors. Then I don't bring the fish in, just because it, it doesn't make sense on the business side. Um, and so that's the case with the pandagara. The, from from my suppliers, I can't find them at a price which allows me to make the markup I need to stay in business and still um, compete with the other folks out there and not just be vastly overpriced. So that's why I haven't brought them in for a while. I really like them. And if I ever found a group at the right price, I would definitely bring them in because I think they're amazing. Do be aware that with panda loaches, when they get adult size, they don't have the panda color anymore. So let me see if I can show you this. Usually you just see pictures of the babies because they're so pretty. So these are the babies, right? Black and white. Oh, good. This might actually have it right here, and this is probably an adult right here down on the bottom. Still a cool fish. Um, there we go. Here's an adult panda loach, still a really cool fish, but it does lose that juvenile coloration. So be aware of that. I, I think sometimes people buy panda loaches and feel a little cheated later when, um. <laughs> when when their color changes from that black and white color. T-Shot, throwing down $5. Hey, Dan, just jumped on. Hey, T-Shot, hope you're doing well. Just wanted to thank you for all you do for the fish community. I've learned a lot from you. I wish you the best in the future. Hey, thank you. And thanks for the super chat. Thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in the live streams. Um, glad you're here, man. Glad you're here. All right. All right. And the last thing on the pandaloches is Mr. Plateau Puss says, I'm hoping to get some for a shrimp tank. I I do think that they would do fine with shrimp. I don't think they're going to predate on like adult-sized shrimp very much. I don't think that'll be an issue. Skippers Aquariums. Hey, good to see you, Skippers. Just got done cleaning the snow up. Yep, it's that time of year. It's the most wonderful time. Yeah. um, I'm right now. So I just the snow man i <laughs> so i'm running this pilot test with the filtration unit i want to use in the warehouse to make sure it won't get clogged up too fast and so what i'm doing is i'm running it and i'm i'm gauging i have a meter on there to for to gauge water flow so i can crunch the numbers and see when it goes and w- goes and when the flow starts to dip that means it's getting clogged right Man, I keep running that thing and it's not getting clogged. I'm running it and running, it, still not clogged. So every morning I've got to tramp out to the to the creek, in the snow, break the ice, get the pump going. <laughs> and and um, every day I'm kind of like, will this be the day it finally clogs? So far it hasn't. So I know about the snow, man. I'm having to be out in it quite a bit rockford fishkeeping we used to call that type of angel a panda i i know what you're talking about i i think that um so the platinum marble there is the panda which has kind of the bolder ones on it and then there's kind of the marble patterning against the white what i have is the marble patterning against the white not like that kind of big bold splotch color which is i think what we're talking about when we talk about the panda um is not just black and white, but also a specific pattern of black on white. The marbles are more variable than that. Bunny Viper, howdy! Well, howdy, right back. So happy to be here, hope everyone is well. Good to see you, Bunny Viper. <laughs> Every time I read that u- that username, I think of uh, Monty Python, the killer rabbit bunny viper peeps lost sheep are the Annie gobies doing going up friday provided i can get everything up that's when i plan on listing them they're doing fantastic all those all the gobies the fish are doing great so yes i do plan on listing them on friday i don't know the price yet i'm sorry i haven't had time to crunch that yet krishna k what fish can i keep with electric blue rams um Almost anything that is peaceful, not too big, and likes really hot water. So if the tank's big enough, you could do some quarries. I would suggest something like a stir-by quarry that likes it warm. Um, If the tank isn't very big, I wouldn't because that's a lot of activity on the lower level where the rams hang out. Um, There's a lot of smaller plecos that would do well with them, help keep stuff clean. let see what else is small and likes the heat i mean there's the typical cardinal tetras or rummy nose tetras and things like that i'm trying to think of something really cool that's small enough peaceful enough oh there's some killifish that really like it warm Aplichylus panchax i think would do well as long as the rams are well established um, a lot of the different not a lot of them. Some of the bettas would do well. You could get a nice betta splendens in there probably. Although always have a plan B with betta splendens. You might get that one jerk that just wants to thrash everything. But in general, that would be a good addition. Mm, nothing, nothing else that's like super unique hot water fish for rams is popping in my head. I'm, I'm sorry. Another time, I bet I could just be like, "Oh, this thing," and it'd be awesome. But I'm not coming up with kind of that really, really super cool thing. Isaac Cornstubble, I have to get my hands on some of those angels. I was going to get some of Fish Boy's angels for my birthday and missed out. I really want those angels. When will they be? When will they be ready to be sold? I'm planning on listing them Friday. That's the plan. In fact, I'm just going to commit to that. I'm going to have the fish listed Friday. Might not have pictures, might not have video, but the fish will be up there. Video to follow as soon as I can. And um, pictures, if I can, uh, will trickle in when I get a moment. So I'll commit to listing the fish Friday. Um, yeah. Orange cones. speaking to a plant geek here. Normal scissors? No, I know, I know. Let me show you this. Oh no, they're all the way over there. But yeah, just like, yep, something like this. <laughs> just normal old scissors yep just boom 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 yep absolutely the wrong way absolutely <laughs> it's like trimming the head with the saw just boom, boom. <laughs> skipper's aquariums don't forget to type at dan's fish when you ask a question so it highlights for him yes that's very helpful thank you skipper and thanks to all my mods i haven't thanked you guys yet thanks for being here every week i really appreciate it um My mods are amazing. Don't give them a hard time. Don't make their job hard. They're volunteers, folks. Let's appreciate them. So, oh, behave, everyone out there mike's aquatics and things i got the lemon tetris today all good thanks again for the giveaway hey you're welcome and uh hope you like them they're pretty good size i think they have good color on them so within a few days you should start to see some really good color i bet they're kind of drab right now because they're stressed but bunny viper wishing everybody happy holidays right back at you bunny viper Please, for all that is holy, don't sing. Rick May doesn't want me to sing as horribly as I can. That's for you, Rick, with love from Dan's Fish. <laughs> Sorry, man, I couldn't resist. <laughs> okay. Oh, chat jumped. I missed some folks. I'm sorry. The next one I can see is Bunny Viper saying, "Save the giveaway for the end." I can't believe people run off after a winner is chosen. Not cool. I yeah. I mean, people are gonna do what they do, though. I mean, people have lives. It's you know, they, it's fine. It's fine. I get it, though. I, I I get it. But I don't want anyone to feel trapped here. If if you're not enjoying it, I get it. There's no obligation. Hopefully, I'm doing a good enough job that you want to stay even after the giveaway. I kind of feel like that's on me, but I appreciate the sentiment, Bunny Viper. My thought is, I'm doing a good enough job, people will be here whether there's a giveaway or not. fish. what is your favorite fish you have in stock right now? Ask Bluegrass Aquatics. Um, It's probably some of those little gobies. The Annie, Annie a or the discord in a penis, I think is how you say the other one. Um, and the reason I say that is how I'm judging that is as I'm walking around, taking care of the fish, which tanks do I like stop at and just like find myself, you know, just catatonic and drooling 10 minutes later enough to be like, hey, keep working. It's, it's those as I walk by. Anytime I see them, I'm just like, man, those are awesome. And they're also new for me. That's another thing I've kept many different kinds of gobies in the past, but nothing is like, I, I guess I would say rare or unique or color. They're just new to me. I've kept, you know, neon blue stifidons and I've kept, uh, your typical rainbow goby, the, the stiffodon one, the golden one or, or or one of those cohorts, um, and some other stuff. Right. But these are just, so new to me and so fascinating and the thing about gobies is even if they're just like tan even if they have no color at all their behavior and their personality is engaging there's no bad goby well a big sleeper goby might eat everything in your tank but of these cute little gobies there's no bad one each one is cooler than the next but when you get all that personality and uniqueness and you get an amazing color palette and pattern on top of it that's that's new to me so um i think those are the ones that i just find myself stopping at as i'm working around the the fish room HC aqua who are you using instead of usps right now i'm using ups um did fedex for a while now i'm doing ups i find them honestly to be Comparable. My success rates with FedEx and UPS as far as packages getting where they're going on time um, is about the same. It's really good. So whichever one gives you a better deal, I would say go with. So I'll be with one for a while and then something will happen and I can get it cheaper somewhere else. So I go there and then after a while they'll want me back so they offer a better deal. So I go there. It's kind of how I do it. Whoever's giving me the best price. between UPS and FedEx, Keller's Aquatics. How big are them Blue Angels? Um, the Blue Avatars are probably. I'm I'm just going off memory here, folks. Um, an inch to an inch and a half body size, I would say. The Smoky Blue Pinoy are pretty big body size, maybe maybe two two and a half inches. Um, platinum Marbles inch to an inch and a half, somewhere in there. Uh, The green Bulgarians, I would say an inch, they're smaller, as well as the red-cheeked green Bulgarians, smaller as well. Um, The Rio Nenes, maybe an inch and a half, and the Amapas, maybe an inch. Rio Nene's maybe two inches, somewhere around there. So smallest ones I would say about an inch body size, biggest ones about two inches or so body size. Yeah. And I'm just going off like memory. I haven't actually gone and measured them or anything, but they're not like tiny. They're not dime size. Swamp thing, getting a backyard pond ready. Yes. For the Centaniensis babies. I'm in Florida. I know you are. (laughs) Anything to watch out for? I'll cover with mesh, so no worries about herons, but other worries outdoors. I think that the thing to remember with outdoor stuff is is to treat it like an aquarium, I guess would be my thought, unless it's massive, but I'm picturing like a tub on a patio, right? It still needs water changes. It still needs some maintenance, so... I would say whatever your maintenance schedule is with your indoor aquariums, um, have that on your outdoor aquariums as well. But the main difference is plants. When you have a tub outside with a bunch of plants, there's so much sun, they grow like crazy and they really do help filter the tank out. I get that, um, But sometimes we rely on that too much and it kind of turns into a stagnant mess. So I would say just be aware they still need some maintenance and you'll get a feel for that as you go. But that's the main error I think that I see with people long term doing like outdoor tubs and things is um, it's basically just a small stagnant body of water and it's not necessarily going to maintain itself. So... i I get plants can help but that's my main thought about that i hope they do well for you get some green water in there get some oxygenation in there uh just so that the fry are not out competed by the microorganisms in the tub or pond so you get a little oxygen going and um yeah if you get green water growing in there and stuff i think that you're going to be golden dragon lair pin the name of the gold rose lines to the top of the stream every week and you won't have to keep answering that question oh i don't mind i'm just thrilled that i've got a fish in here that people are like whoa what's that like that was the goal so i'm happy when i get that question because it means we've got a cool fish that people are intrigued about so yeah to me that's success Shannon Miller, do you ever get green neons? They are so pretty. Shannon, I don't. Um, the price point doesn't make sense for me the way I run my business. But I agree they're super pretty. I like all those tetras, like head and tail light tetras, glow light tetras, neon tetras, green neons. Um, I like survey tetras. <laughs> Kitty tetras, Ember tetras, like there's so many of them that I really like. But um, for my business to work, I can't sell a fish for like less than six bucks. And I, I can't really justify selling a, neon, a green neon for six bucks. So I do things different than a lot of people. I individually package each fish. And that takes quite a bit of time and resources to do it that way. And so um, other companies will put like six or a dozen small fish in a bag. And then it and then that business model works from a money aspect, maybe not from a fish health aspect so much, but from a money aspect that works for me, one tiny fish that's cheap in a bag. well It's not even tiny. One cheap fish in a bag is just as much work as an expensive fish in the same bag. And so I, I, it doesn't work from the business side for me. I wish I could, though. I There's lots of fish that I can't get in just because the numbers don't work. And I'm a data-driven guy. I I, I run my business according to what the math says. No, that's not all I am. I'm not a robot. I'm also a passionate hobbyist. I like what Rachel O'Leary says. She describes herself as a professional hobbyist. That's how I think of myself. Um, but... Um, even, but with that, I'm still guided by the math when it comes to deciding what stock to carry. Because I can't carry something that I'm going to literally lose money on. Mississippi hippie. Notice my fancy goldfish all sitting on the bottom. Tank was 91 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Through heater in the trash. Changed the water. Salted. Fed. Test strips. say all's okay. Fish still on the bottom. Sitting. Why? Oh, well... I don't know how long ago that was, but it could take them a while to recover from that. I'm hoping that it was caught early enough that nothing really permanent happened with them. Um, But like, I, I don't know when this happened, but if fish go through an extreme stress period, say a fish comes in really rough in shipping, right? It just went through an extreme stress period. Sometimes, I hope this isn't the case for you, but there are times when it takes me several months. To get those fish back up on their feet and ready to sell. Um, other times, fish come in and they're like, "Yep, what happened?" They don't even know they got shipped. They're just like, "Where's the food?" Hey, let's breed, right? It, so, it, it totally depends. But there are times when uh, when it takes a long time. So, I guess the recovery time will be proportionate to how much stress they went through when when that happened. I'm so sorry to hear about that. Um, yeah, heaters are the bane of the aquarium existence. My my suggestion for anyone would be, when you get a heater, set the right temperature on it. Get that all right. Then buy an external thermostat, put it at a degree, uh, maybe two degrees higher than your heater setting, and put that in. What that means is, the heater will heat. Let's say you set it at seventy eight degrees on the heater. Okay, that's kept it around seventy eight degrees let's say 76. 76 degrees. These are goldfish. Let's say 74. (laughs) Okay, goldfish tank, heater, 74 degrees, great. Get that all settled and stable. Then your external thermostat that you plug the heater into, have that set, is 76 degrees. Then if the heater ever malfunctions, once it gets to 76 degrees then that that secondary thermostat will kick in and cut the power um, so that's it's just a, a redundancy a safety that you can throw onto a heater because heaters are notorious for malfunctioning they, they just will eventually I'm so sorry that happened to you it's no fun Okay, Kayla's Aquatics throwing down four ninety nine, and that hippo is on the move. <laughs> Look at this, guys. <laughs> it's like a hippo on a, I don't know, like a Segway without handles just jamming along. Oh, that's funny. Thanks, Kayla's Aquatics, I appreciate it. So how do I get out of there? There we go. Time to wet my whistle. Tonight we're drinking some uh, lovely tap water. It's one of the things I like living about living out here at the mountains in Wyoming. Is that uh, the water's good, man? You can drink it right out of the tap, and it tastes great. Melissa Foster, thanks so much. My phone died, so I just caught your answer. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Orange cone super chats are like slow sinking pellets. Like I'll eventually catch them maybe after they hit the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, chat. Okay, good. It didn't. I thought chat jumped there for a second. Fish tank barn. Mike, I hope you're doing excellent. I, I just hope you're doing well i love what this guy does for those that haven't checked it out the fish tank barn documents this whole journey of building this facility goes in depth on all the fish if you're if you're like a i want to geek out on how to set stuff up and dig in deep on on how as one hobbyist does a thing maybe i'll learn something um fish tank barn i think is a cool cool channel the chilothorina chilothorina alani siriwo we're showing off tonight awesome fish all the fish from you are doing great hey mike i'm glad to hear it um yeah so most of us know the chilothorina alanai from wapoga but there's a few locations or at least two i'm sure there's more yeah there are more but the siriwo is how i'm gonna say it siriwo siriwo (laughs) Um, is one that isn't that often available. So I'm glad you got them, Mike. I hope you can breed some and get them out because that's one that uh, you don't usually see. Audrey Sampson, what would be a good algae eater to eat algae off water sprite? Tank is 20 long with small tetras and pencil fish. Tank has two ornamental plecos that aren't eating the algae. Well, first, Audrey... Thanks for an excellent question that has enough information in it that I can actually answer it um, well. Because she tells me the problem. I have algae on my water sprite and I want it eaten. She tells me the size of the tank. She tells me what else is in the tank. So that's very helpful. Let's see here. For water sprite, is this floating or sinking? Um you know, a mono shrimp might be a good thing to do in there. They're big and tough, and I think they would do fine with some tetris and pencil fish. And I don't think the plecos will bother them. So a mono shrimp are an excellent algae eater, that might be a good one to start with. The smaller gara are pretty good algae eaters as well. I'm trying to think of small fish. like. Siamese algae eater is just a little too big for that tank. on gobies are very good algae eaters. There's one more I thought of while I was saying stifidon, and then it left my head. It's happening a lot these days. <laughs> Hopefully that gives you a place to start between a shrimp, uh, one of the smaller gara, um, or... Some of the on gobies. I think that'll get you started. Those are my thoughts. Rick May, please, for all that is nerdy, holy, sorry, don't sing. Well, we already did that, Rick. (laughs) Mile High. Hey, Mile High. Good to see you. What do you want for Christmas? Why, Plecos, of course. Um, My wife and I were just talking about that. And I was like, I want PJs. That's what I want. I want some nice PJ bottoms. Because all the ones I have are so like ratty right now. So it's kind of all, all I want for Christmas is some PJs. It's hard. It's so weird. Like my wife and I get all excited about Christmas buying for the kids. And then we're like buying for each other. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Some cookies, some PJs. Like honestly having the wife and kids, and being able to do what I love every day with this fish thing, I just don't feel the need for a lot of stuff. It's 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 an interesting phenomena. Like I can't I'm like, I've already got all the fish and stuff I want. OK, that's cool. I mean, it's expanding. We're building the warehouse, all this stuff like that's enough for me Then I've got my wife and my kids. I don't know. PJs. I like funky socks. I'll never turn down a pair of funky socks. The funkier, the better. Like, I like wearing them to business meetings because it's just a way you can have some personality even when you're having to dress formally. So, I'll go to business meetings with bankers or investors or whatever, and I'll be dressed all appropriately. And then I've got these socks that are just like, and I just have fun with it. Funky socks any day. Came in. Fred and Hagen. Red lizard tail catfish and cherry shrimp. Yay or nay? Oh yeah, I think so. Um, The red lizard catfish are not gonna bother with the cherry shrimp. I think that's a match made in heaven, actually. I think you're gonna do just fine with that. Let's see here. Scrolling down. Nurse Beck is throwing down 19 Dan, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for helping our community. Happy holidays to you and yours. Hey, Nurse Beck is you're welcome. And thanks to the community for helping me. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to do what I love every day for a living. And I have to tell you, it's like, it's an amazing way to live. Waking up excited for every day and like, like looking forward to what you're going to get done and having a vision for the future and where it's going to go and all that. This is, man, this is the life. I mean, I eat Top Ramen every day, but it's great. T-Shot, throwing down another super chat. Did I miss it? Oh, I did, earlier. Almost forgot, thank you all the mods. So the mods, you guys got me $2. Thank you so much. (laughs) T-Shot, thanks again. We didn't just jump, did we? Okay, good. I think I'm on it. John's Fish Room, how big are the angels? Already already talked about that. Now, when I post the angels, I will post an approximate size just because I know you can't really, with a fish that variable, um, I know that you'll need to know the size. So I'll I'll throw a size on there. Now, please be aware, folks, when I size fish, I don't go out there with a ruler and be like, "Mm," right? I'm just like, "Eh, it's an inch, give or take. So give me a little wiggle room there. But it's approximately an inch or whatever it is. Catfish Terry, good to see ya. Oh, chat, chat jumped big time. Hang on, I totally. Hey Abu, Abu Aziz, my friend. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I see you still have that rose line with the pointed down mouth. I got some rose lines from that batch two years ago, and they're still kicking it. Awesome. I'm glad they're. I'm glad they're doing well. Yeah, I call him. I call him Fu Manchu just because it reminds me of that mustache, right? Because the way his face is makes his barbels stick it a certain way. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's kind of my. He's not my mascot, but he's my buddy. He's my buddy. I like to do that with fish. If I get a fish in this deformed, but isn't it's not contagious, it's not going to harm anything, then I, I try to give it a full life. And I'm glad yours are doing well. That's awesome. That's, that's a few years. Yeah. Are the humphead glassfish doing well? Uh, I've actually been thinking about that every now and then. Because one day I'd like to get a nice display tank with a bunch of humphead glass fish in it. Those things are absolutely stunning. So different. You think of glass fish, right? You think of this kind of fairly, this fish that just kind of hangs out and does its thing. These humpfish, humpfish, hump fish, hump fish <laughs> breeding is pleasure. These humphead glass fish, um... They don't look like they'd be super fast, but they're active, they're fast. They swim so fast to the food that they make like bubble trails behind them. They're they're kind of, they're really unique for a fish of that shape. Okay, getting back here because Chad just went nuts on the jumpy jumps. Bunny viper standing by Candy's side with a spear so no one messes with Candy. Michael Wentworth, happy holidays from Guam. Good to see you, Michael. I'm so jelly. I saw your picture of you chilling by the pool there in Guam. Tough gig, man. (laughs) Have some some, uh, uh, rum for me. (laughs) Whenever I think of Tropical Islands, I think of that scene in um, Pirates of the Caribbean where Johnny Depp's character is like, But why the rum? thank you for the opportunity hope you guys get some decent weather for christmas oh we will cold and snowy is pleasure you know it three times equals world peace it does and golazo if my voice wasn't so rough right now if it was earlier in the stream i'd actually do a golazo but i can feel it scratching a bit and i don't want to stress it KS, oh do that singing again oh oh see someone likes my songs orange cones my scuds make short work of the plant trimmings that i trim with aquascaping tools aquascaping tools like this (laughs) yeah scuds are amazing at that in fact scuds are funny nothing makes them happier than hair algae so i'll feed them some nice algae pellets or like some delectable thing and they'll be on that And then I'll like clean out a tank, take all the hair algae, throw it in the tank. Within a few minutes, they've all left that delectable thing and they're all on the hair algae, just mowing it down. I mean, they love it. They are the best algae eater in the world, in my opinion, that we can keep in an aquarium. I've never found anything better than scuds. However, fish eat them, so it's hard to keep them in with fish unless you have a ton of like moss or something like eight inches deep, then the scuds will be, some of them will live in there. But yeah, I wish that there was a scud that there probably is. There probably is a species of amphipod big enough to go in with, you know, our normally sized tropical fish. Maybe we will look into that. Because that would be the ultimate. If you could keep scuds in a community tank, you wouldn't have algae ever. Barb! I can see HD Aqua just going, like, what? No! Nightmare Scud. It's coming for you, Jesse. <laughs> Barb, I have had a freshwater bumblebee goby for two plus years. He's happy and healthy. Can I add more without aggression problems? So, Barb, I'll tell you that in my experience, which admittedly is quite limited with the freshwater bumblebee goby, I haven't seen aggression. That being said, I've got a lot of them in there. So it helps spread all those issues around. I don't know if I got down to like a small group, if there would be a lot of aggression or not. Sometimes that's the case with fish, big group, no problems, get down to a few. It's like, oh man, why is everyone thrashed? So I don't know how to answer that. I would hate to say yes. And then after like two and a half, two years of happy living, suddenly you have a problem. But in my experience, they are. They're not terribly aggressive to each other so far. So I, I can't answer that with complete knowledge because I don't have that much knowledge about those guys. Not in the situation you're in anyway. Michael Wentworth, with all this talk about angels, do you see quality lelupoi? Lelupoi? How do you see? Isn't it lapoldi Wait. Leopoldi, yes, yes, sorry. <laughs> Leopoldi, that's an African cichlid. Leopoldi, very often, not a huge angel guy, but for some reason I have a soft spot for them. Michael, that's one species I've been wanting to get in for years, and no, I, I've never seen um, some that were at a price that made sense to get. If I ever do, I really like the Leopoldi angels a lot. They don't get too big and they're a neat species. <clears throat> I was very jelly when, was it Bob Steenfock got some and um, there was a guy, was it Charles? They used to be real active in the fish fam. He was, he was off at college, and he had some loop by as well. Was it Charles? I think it was Charles. But um, I've never I've been on the lookout for them. I've never found the right source for them yet. Buddy Viper, it's not you, Dan. That's on them. I'm here to watch, learn, and enjoy, and being deafened by holiday singing. <laughs> but I'll admit that winning a cool prize is also super cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely um bunny vipers wanting the rose lines in both color forms i do have some of the normal denison barbs or rose line barbs um that will be released friday so i do have a nice batch of them and i like them too i mean when i first saw rose line barbs um i think it was at Capital aquarium in sacramento california back when Capital aquarium was in business and um I saw them and they blew my mind. Even just the normal natural form of that fish is so gorgeous. So, yeah. I, I like all the forms of that fish. Ginger cool. That husband. Oh, the, the husband says one more tank and that is it. The end. I'm done. And no bigger than a 40 breeder. What's a good water puppy that can live all the life in a 40 breeder? Okay. So... This is going to sound a little strange, but I'm really liking my dragon puffer. So they get maybe five, six inches or something like that, right? So normally, you and they're bulky. So normally you would think, oh, that's too, that's too big of a fish for a 40 breeder. But the thing is, they don't swim, not much. They kind of hang out. And when they do swim, it's very slow and sedate, and they go around and they check things out. Um, they're active enough that I find them interesting and they'll interact with me um, when I'm up at the glass, you know, saying hi. They're very food responsive. But since they don't, they're not a powerful quick swimmer or anything. they would do just fine in a 40 breeder. That's what I have mine in and it's perfectly happy. Um, so that's the first thing that pops into my head. A dragon puffer or a similar species of puffer that is, that's, same rough size and demeanor. So I think that's what I would go with. Um, and to me, they are more of a water puppy. Puffers are more like that like than, than a lot of fish, more interactive with the owner. So I'm really liking my dragon puffer. I, It's a great surprise. I didn't mean to get them. I ordered something else and that's what showed up. And I was like, oh, man, at the time, it was kind of a problem. <laughs> but I'm glad it, that it happened because now I've got a pet that I really enjoy. Now, there's hundreds of things that, that you could do, but that's the one that pops in my head. Isaac Cornstubble, could I send you an email about the angel fish? Sure. Email me anytime. Dan at dancefish.com. Mississippi hippie. Thank you. i will give them some time to recover. And I hope they do. My best to you. I hope they do well. Priscilla is here. Hey, Priscilla MK. Good to see you. My hero. (laughs) Right back at you, Priscilla. And Fantastic Freaks throwing down two bucks. I'll second the dragon puffer. I love mine in a 40. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I've really, really such a pleasant surprise, that fish. Um... And if you can't find a dragon puffer, there's other puffers that are ambush predators that are fairly similar in size. Um, But I haven't kept them, so I'm not sure if they'd be as interactive or not, like a bearded or a hairy puffer or some of the others. I was going to say an Amazon puffer, but you kind of want more than one of them. You know, a red-eye puffer might not be too bad. They're going to top out at about four inches or so. Well, some of them only get two inches. So that might be another one to think of. Small puffer. Yeah. Michael Wentworth, times two on the external heater controller. Tom at Team Aquatics has several videos on inkbirds that work well. What's an inkbird? Is that a brand of heater that I don't know? Oh, it's the controller. Okay. Well, that's neat. So TM Aquatics, check that channel out. I I think Tom's great. Um, And when I have questions about Plecos and Corys and stuff, he's one of my go-to's. But here they are. Here is an Inkbird heater controller. Cool. I've always used the ones from Gemco, so I don't have any experience with this one. But if they're working, if Tom recommends them, then it's good enough for me abu aziz good to see you again K-Men. fred and Hagen, i have a 20 gallon filled with cherry shrimp and two honey gouramis thoughts on adding a red lizard catfish i think i already answered that i think they'll be fine i'd be much more concerned with the honey gouramis eating the shrimp than with the red lizard catfish if we're talking about the whiptail that's that's what i have in my head maria z thrown dollars 1999 because i'm amazing maria z says you are amazing thanks maria Right back at you. I appreciate you. Thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required. But it does make the wife super happy. Rockford Fishkeeping likes funky smelly socks. <laughs> funky colored pattern socks. Please don't send me any funky smelly socks. Oh no. No internet. No Rockford. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I just... Oh, jeez. I'm going to wear like a gas mask and hazmat suit and gloves next time I open a package, especially if it's from Rockford. Jeez, I see where this is going. <laughs> Abu, is he answering my questions about the hump heads? Humpheads are so cool. They were doing very well, but recently they're dropping dead out of nowhere. Huh. No disease, no nothing. Other than fish in the tank are good. Oh, man. I'm so sorry to hear that. So, how long have you had them? It's been like eight months or so, right? I wish I knew more about them so I could help you out. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, man. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah, I wish I could help you. I don't. I don't know that much about that fish. I've only had them once. But man, they were cool. Okay, hang on. Chat jumps. So I'm just scrolling, looking for... I've got five minutes. Okay, I'm going to try to bing through these. Hey, yeah, you know me. That's not going to happen. Crowntail Half Moon, do you recommend using terracotta breeding cones or the ones that are glazed for discus and angels? I honestly don't think it really matters. Um, I've never tried the glazed ones so i don't know if but they lay eggs on glass so they the smooth surface isn't going to be a problem i've never used the glazed ones so i don't know i assume they're both going to be just fine easier to sterilize the glazed ones that's probably the selling point on them but people have been using terracotta for geez ever and they work well so not sure ks you do what you love and you never have to work another day in your life Oh, it's so much work, but I don't mind it. That's the thing. It's like, I don't mind the long days. I don't mind the stress when it happens. Yeah, it's just, it's a whole different thing. Yep, absolutely. Victoria Artists, good to see you. Throwing out five bucks. My order came in today. Luminatus, Cardinals, and Red Lizard Cats. Everybody's doing great. Thanks for another awesome shipment, Dan. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being a great customer. Thanks for being a good member of the community and being active in chat and stuff. I appreciate you. All right. Fantastic Freaks asking what my favorite fish is. Anyone that knows me knows it is Fundulus Panchak's Gardeneri. I'm a killifish geek at heart. I like interacting with puffers too, though. I think they're amazing. Michael Wentworth, I know some of the higher end type import people like Jeff Michaels bring in some occasionally. Don't see them much more often than once a year, maybe it seems. Yeah, some of the fish are just hard to get. Yep. I mean, I keep my eye out, but I've never seen a Leopoldi's available. Doesn't mean, well, I have, but not from somewhere I wanted to buy them from and not at a price I wanted to buy them from. Buddy Viper, can you speak on scuds a bit more? Are they aquatic or terrestrial scuds? Where do you get them? Any helpful tips on keeping them? So um, I've got a few videos on keeping scuds, so I would refer you to those for details. But I will say um, there are, I believe, aquatic and terrestrial type of amphipods. But, you know, we keep the aquatic ones. I got mine off eBay. Um, if HC Aqua has any available, that might be a place... You could buy some as well. Sometimes HC Aqua has extras. (laughs) Anytime HC Aqua has a scud, it's an extra, right, Jesse? And tips for keeping them. My biggest tip for them is treat them like fish. Keep them in a tank with a sponge filter and do the maintenance. Um, I think a lot of times with live food cultures, we just throw it down and and we're like, hey, it's a live food culture. We don't pay attention to it. If you keep the tank clean with the scuds, um, they'll do great long term. So um that's my biggest advice plenty of food and do the maintenance just like you would a normal fish tank let's see can i okay two more rick bun Would lemon tetris do well in a blackwater tank absolutely i've read conflicting opinions online as to their tolerance of tannins yeah i mean first time i kept them i was trying to breed them so i had peat moss on the bottom of the tank no problems they did fine long term so i'm I'm not sure if that's a blackwater or a whitewater species, but I'm pretty sure that's a blackwater species. I'd have to double check, but I'd be real surprised if they aren't. Is Jeff Rose here? Hey, Jeff Rose. Good to see you, my man. I hope you're doing well. Okay, almost there. Mile high. If my tap water has 25 ppm ammonia in it, will that be bad for my fish? My nanotank reads zero ppm, but my 29 and 40 read 25 ppm. What can I add to filtration to remove? I think this is actually a serious question for a second there. I was going to be like, nah, wait till it's 300 PPM. Like as a joke, but I think you're actually asking seriously, any ammonia is harmful to fish. You want zero ammonia, um, zero, zero, zero. Now, if this is a new tank and you're doing a fish cycle in it, I haven't done that in so many years that I can't remember what the appropriate PPM is, but I think 25 feels awful high to me. Um, for starting a newly cycled tank in my opinion any ammonia is bad it, it's an oxidizer it literally rips cells apart living tissue it just tears it apart and with that we're at eight thirty. so i'm sorry austin's fish and the rest of yous i'm not going to get to you i can't keep my mods late they work hard and uh An hour and a half is more than enough to ask from them every week. So we're going to move on to the giveaway. So this is for a $50 gift certificate provided by Kelly Foreman and myself. So Kelly, thanks for kicking off the gift certificate. This is Kelly's way of saying Merry Christmas to everybody and and, uh, just saying hey to the community and happy holidays and all that. So with that, the winner is... For $25 gift certificate, John Cox. John Cox, thank you so much for playing. And uh, you've got a minute to let us know you're here because you do have to be present to win. It's kind of the only rule. Ah, got one last drop. While we're waiting for John Cox, let's see if we can answer Austin's fish. Do you have any experience or advice for breeding limia fish? Yeah, I've bred lots. I've bred hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Uh, Limia nigra fasciata is my bestseller. John Cox is here. Awesome. John, if you'd send me an email, dan at dansfish.com, say, hey, I'm John Cox. I won the giveaway. Then um, I'll get the gift certificate made for you and get an email back to you. Thank you so much. So with limias, I just, I personally, I just treat them like platies or guppies or whatever. Uh, Lots of java moss on the bottom, lots of water spread on the top, about half the tank. You want some free swimming area. And I just feed them good. And they'll drop fry. And with all that plant cover, I have tons of babies survive. Sorry, I got to switch. So that's how I've done it. It is... Just the natural community setup and literally you can raise hundreds and hundreds of babies that way if like half the tank is pretty well stocked with plants. And if you feed well, of course, with feeding well, you have to change the water frequently, right? Um, so that's my experience with them. And I'm cutting that answer a little short just because, oh, Mile High says I meant 0.25 ppm. Okay, that's a little better. Um, still, anytime I have any ammonia register at all, I'm very scared. If it's a new tank, though, and you're just cycling it, that might be a little different. And I don't know what the limit is on that, honestly. I haven't done that in so long. Okay, we're going to cut it. Thanks to my mods, first and foremost. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for all the time you volunteer for this, for for me and this channel, but also for the fish fam in general. I know a lot of you moderate lots of channels and spend a lot of time helping us out and you do it voluntarily. So thank you. Um, I wouldn't be as far along as I am with YouTube and with the business and everything if it wasn't for you guys. So I acknowledge that. And I appreciate that everyone that left a super chat. Thank you so much for the super chats. Always appreciated, never required, but it it does make a difference for sure. Um, everyone that left a question or comment, thanks for participating. This would be so boring. I get so sick of this. If I had to come up with an hour and a half of content, on my own every week so thanks for participating asking stuff commenting making it lively um yeah everyone lurking i'm with you hail the lurker nation everyone watching on the replay i hope someday you can join us live happy holidays to everyone until next week 7 p.m mountain time we'll be back and i did check the schedule we will be back um the week of christmas and the week of the new year because it doesn't actually conflict with the holiday so I'll see you next week at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain Time. Till then, have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye bye.